Well, hello and welcome back to Earth Like Heaven. My name is Doug Russler and joining me as always is Robbie Sherry and we are here to help you close the gap between heaven and earth in your life by learning to live like Jesus. Robbie, uh, last time we talked about as we headed into Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving week, the practices of Thanksgiving and gratitude and how that helps us kind of push back against some of the forces we've been talking about all uh, fall long, these forces of evil, of suffering, of pain, of chaos, of injustice in our world. And what, what do Christians have to say in the face of those things? What do Christians do in the face of those things? Um, and today we're going to kind of turn um, our attention beyond sort of Thanksgiving and coming out of that season of Thanksgiving now into this next season, which in the Christian sort of world is a season we call Advent. Yeah. I mean, now, not all Christians call it Advent. There's plenty of Christians out there in the world today who have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about the season of Advent. But for 2,000 years, you know, um, season, the Advent season is this traditional season of preparation, of getting ready to celebrate Christmas. It's the weeks heading into Christmas where uh, the church, Christians, intentionally turn their attention away from the evil, the suffering, the, yeah. the, the hard, the tragedies in the world, and turn their attentions towards Christ, towards what God has done to answer the world's tragedies, answer the world's suffering, answer the world's evil, like provide uh, a way of salvation, right? That, that's what we're turning our attention towards. And Advent, in that sense, is really a season of waiting. It's a season of expectation or what is probably most commonly, it's known as most commonly as a season of hope. Hmm. And so um, as you kind of go from Thanksgiving to Christmas, yeah. what does the rhythm look like in the Sherry household to get ready to celebrate uh, the miracle of Christ's birth? I like what you said about the words. I, I liken Advent to anticipation yeah. and, and hopefulness for sure. And, and Christmas is almost realization. I think that's... In our, in our family, we do some things that, that ready us. I guess that, that anticipation is important. Um, so much to the point that I'm, our family's a little old school. I don't know if this is true shocking. for people. Yes, shocking. here we go. Yes. But we don't open Christmas gifts until Christmas morning. We've never yeah, done the, right. okay, everybody finish opening Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a profound lesson there. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we, we do that I've really enjoyed is we have, again, four kids. So there's six of us. We draw names. Everybody gets a name and you have to, you have to create an ornament for that person, handcrafted, no, okay. no buying anything. Okay. And the goal okay. originally was every year, every year. Wow. So that the kids, when they, you know, got married, went off to their own, they'd have something with which to decorate the tree because the tree decorating for us, which usually happens after Thanksgiving mm -hmm. is, it's this really special time for us because all of our ornaments are either they've been given to us from mm -hmm. the kids or, you know, each other and or they're from events in our lives. So usually what we do, if we if we draw a name, like we draw one of the kids names, you think about their their life that year and something that marked their life, whether it was graduation mm -hmm. or they they accomplished this, that or the other. So usually the the ornament celebrates something in their yeah, lives. So right. Micah. Uh, a few years ago, he hand-carved. Uh, every day, I wear Doc Martens to school. Yeah. Have I told you this? No. So when I first became a teacher, my parents mm. bought me a pair of black Doc Martens because I didn't have oh. any dress shoes. Yeah. And my dad said, you know, you, you're going to be on your feet a lot. We wanted to get you. And they're, they're expensive. I mean, it was like $120 for a pair of yeah. shoes back then, which... Only Jordans like were like, 50s, yeah, right? I mean, that was huge. Yeah. And then, and then for my, so my 
my birthday is on the epiphany. Yeah. So 12 days later, I got a brown pair of shoes. Uh-huh. And so I said at the time, I don't want to teach past my third set of these. So I, each pair of shoes has lasted me like 10 to 12 years. Okay. So I'm just finishing my second Oh, so you pair. guys still got a lot of years so left. So I've got like another 12 years yes. in my career base because oh. I said I'll buy one there more. You go. So, You're stuck with Robbie for another so 10, 12 Micah years. Micah carved, yeah. carved my Black Doc Martens because he knows that I'm getting to the point of wearing out this pair. And uh-huh. he, he just wrote to another 12 years, Dad. Wow, that's great. And so what, do you, what do you carve it out of? Out of uh, like alder, iron? alder wood. Alder wood. Yeah. Jeez. So it's anyway. so those things when you hang hang them on the tree, there's a reflection on wow, alderwood. Do you like, have to like import that alderwood? Do you have to import it from somewhere? No, no, no. It's it's a it's the softest of the hardwoods, the hardwood family. Yeah. So a lot of like kitchen cabinets are alder and stuff. Wow, that's amazing. So that that time is like the hanging on the Did tree he carve is a reflection. It with a nib? No, he carved it with a just a little like an automatic carver. <laughs> I'm, you know, just, like I'm a, sorry. <laughs> So <laughs> that's amazing though. Seriously. That's a, that's a pretty serious, so that like, readies us for the yeah, season. And yeah, I think we all look yeah. forward. So, so yeah. right around this time, we're all yeah. starting to make the ornaments. Okay. The like we've already cool. drawn names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll decorate our tree. We'll have a reflection uh-huh. on the past, but yeah. there's this excitement yeah. for that's a really that, cool that coming. And is it unveiled like on Christmas Eve? On or Christmas, Christmas day, day, Christmas day. And also oh, you don't, you don't know what the ornament is until like Christmas and, day. And you, you show don't up that know morning. who, who had you like, like do you, are they already hanging on the tree? No, 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 oh, okay. no. Like so it, they, it's, a, it's like it it's comes a in a box. gift, you unwrap it, and then you put it on the tree. And if you asked my children their favorite gift, uh-huh. I, I mean, you could test them, but I yeah. think they would say every year it's the ornament. It's the ornament. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because of yeah, the thought that goes oh, yeah, And because absolutely. every year they revisit it. Now, here's the real question. Yeah. What is your favorite ornament that you've ever received? I tell them all the time. I mean, I've... Whatever the last one is. I mean, they're all right. special. Sarah they're made special, me yeah. a 1967 Volkswagen bus ornament because that's what I had in high school. Oh, yeah, very and nice. And she sewed that. And Wow. Um, yeah, Soraya's, she's made yeah. me, I mean, just just cool, cool. Like, you look at them and go, it's, it's Sarah says it's, it's becoming, like, like, there's pressure. You don't want to be the person right. that stinks that's at exactly making the ornament. Right. Totally, I can so, imagine. Like, yeah. I think Sarah, yeah. Sarah made me a smoker last year because I just got into, like, mm-hmm. smoking meat. And it's, like, out of a spool of thread that she painted and she got like matchbox wheels for the oh my you know, goodness. wheels and stuff like that and like that the is serious. chimney's got a little you know foil man I want to come cap. see your you need to, you need to take a picture of your Christmas tree and we need to post that right, right. stuff online because <laughs> we'll that do. sounds amazing so I mean that I yeah. think there's just something about looking for everybody talks about the journey is more important than the right. destination it sounds so smarmy but the idea of looking forward to this time of celebrating Christ's, you know, incarnation is like, it, it's everything. Well, I, in that I way, how to say no, no, I, 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 yeah, I know exactly what you're, what you're saying and where you're going with that. Like, so when we talk about practicing hope, right. Or yeah. we talk about a sense of expectation, we talk about a season of waiting with hopefulness for what is to come. Right. In your family, everybody knows on Christmas Day they're going to get this incredibly special gift, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And in, they don't know what it's going to be, and they don't know what it's going to look like, nope. but they know it's going to be incredibly special. And you think about the fact that all year long in your home, because this is now a tradition, like there is intentionality, like has to be, yeah. among everybody in the home to kind of go, like, 
always kind of be on the lookout for like, right. what's the thing that I'm going to make yeah. my ornament out of this year, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever. And in that way, it kind of mirrors to me, just as, as you were talking, you know, we, when we talk about Advent, we often talk about it from our perspective, right? We talk right. about like the hope that we have that gets realized in Christ Jesus when he's born and all of those kinds of things. And that this is a season of hope, a season of waiting, a season of expectation. We're getting ready to celebrate Christmas. We were talking beforehand about how I've got friends in the Episcopalian tradition who, you know, they don't even do Christmas carols. Wow. They they wait until after Christmas yeah. to do Christmas carols because they want to be waiting. They want that. Mm-hmm. They have Advent. There's Advent songs that are expectant and all those things, but they don't do Christmas carols. They don't do Christmassy things early. Yeah. Right. And they wait. And they it, again, it takes this season takes a very specific form. But as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what we don't often don't consider is the fact that Advent is like a season of hope for God as well, hmm. right? Because we know that God desires that all would be saved and come to a right. knowledge of his truth, right. right? So if you go all the way back 2,000 years, right, and you think about Mary in the first advent, there wasn't an advent back then, but I mean, sure, right? I sure. mean, but in that first time period before Christmas Eve, before the birth of Jesus Christ, what is God doing? God is shaping and forming his only begotten son in her womb. Yeah. Kind of like you guys yeah. shape and form these ornaments, not to like over-spiritualize what right. you guys do. But I think what you guys do, the reason, one of the reasons why it's so powerful is because a practice like that kind of mirrors what God does. We don't, when we talk about hope, we talk about sitting in hope. We're not just sort of like talking about sitting and twiddling your thumbs. No. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about engaging in, in intentional practices that, that make us attentive to those around us, make us attentive to the world around us, make us attentive not just to the evil of the world, which it's easy to be attentive to, but actually attentive to the things that God is doing in the world around us and then trying to capture those things in a gift, capture those things in a a homemade gift like what Mm -hmm. you guys do, capture those things in a meal together or some, some practice during this season. We're trying to capture some of that and um, and in that way, con- hope becomes more concrete. It becomes something that's again, it's not, not just an abstract idea. Right. It's not just a philosophy. It's not just you know this thing that's sort of out there. But no, no, hope is something that we are actually engaging in very, very intentionally. And as we do that, um, it changes us. Mm-hmm. It changes us. It, ch- it it shapes us deeply. I mean, like like you said, your your wife's like now there's like this pressure on all of us. Like don't suck, <laughs> right. right? You know, that's right. I mean, don't screw up the ornament, right? Yeah. On some level. Also, as you were talking too, and I don't know if you remember this, but I remember uh, during COVID, right, when mm-hmm. no one could get together, right, right. that that first Christmas, yeah. 2020 or whatever. Yeah. Or there wasn't a lot of that going on, I should say. One of the things that we did here which is, I, I think it's one of the most powerful things that we ever have done, is Will Freischlag. Oh, yeah. He, he, he went on our property and, right. and harvested a couple of it's pine trees, trees and right? created yeah. these little the ornaments. ornaments. Yeah. We see ours discs, is on the tree every Absolutely. Year. And he branded them yep. with the Pepsi logo. And then we had folks take them out mm-hmm. to everybody on our mailing delivered. list. delivered. Yeah. Which is like, like a couple thousand people. Yeah. And hand deliver them. And, and because you could, you know, you didn't know where people were at with COVID and all that stuff. And you didn't want to, you didn't want to put anybody at risk or anything. A lot of times it was just, I'm going to drop it on the doorstep and hit the doorbell. And then I'm going to go down to the sidewalk and kind of away from the sidewalk or whatever it might be. I will never forget when my ornament got delivered. Hmm. All right. To my family. I remember ours too. Because 
we're sitting on our back porch because it was really nice that year for yeah. Christmas. It yeah. was like we didn't have much snow. It was warm out or whatever. I mean, it's pretty nice. In fact, we had an outdoor service on That's Christmas right. Eve. That's right, yeah. And hundreds of people show up. Yep. It was amazing. But we're on our back porch and a, f- a couple in our church who has horses. Yeah, they rode their horses. Joe and Debbie Bradley literally put sleigh bells on their horses yeah. and rode their horses around to deliver these ornaments. They walk up to our fence on their horses with the sleigh bells. And to look. And awesome. I mean, my family still talks about that. So How great. amazing it was. Yeah. Because again, of the intentionality, the, I mean, that took a monumental effort to deliver that many, make that many ornaments, deliver that many ornaments, like all of that kind of stuff. And yeah. yet the stories we heard, because we'd show up at houses. And of course, like the family that like we had, listed as living there hadn't lived there for like right. a decade or something <laughs> yeah. and this new family's like who are you yeah. i've never been to your church we're like well here, here's an ornament from pepsi so glad right. you're here right but it, it, we had all these incredible conversations oh, as a result funny. it was so funny yeah right and then of course you had people who hadn't been to pepsi in a while and they were like oh my gosh like that you guys would take the time and be intentional like about that again these are just sort of tangible ways that you bring hope or you practice hope Again, it's not just about sitting around like hoping, like like wishful thinking. Right. That that's not it. It's 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 more concrete than that. There's an expectation yeah. of well, I think of road trips, and if you've ever been on a road trip where you're going to someplace and then just coming back, right? The trip out always seems to feel shorter. Mm-hmm because of this excitement about the destination. Mm-hmm. When you go to Norman, I'm not sure that's going to be helpful. I don't know. <laughs> Driving through, you have your choice, Kansas or Texas. Right. Like those are your, those are your and it's choices. it's West Texas, not East Texas. But the hope is, is the coming yeah. together of the family. Yes. That is exciting. Yes, right, and right. when you, you get there and you realize it, I mean, I, I, one of the, we were talking about the art of conversation before, before starting this and asking people questions. And one of the questions I ask people is what's, what's the horizon yeah. that you're sailing towards right yeah. now? What, what's, what's on your horizon? And that's my way of just asking, what do you, and is there a storm? What are you purposefully <laughs> pursuing right now? And, and it's funny how in? people kind of stop and think. And, and I think when people have the, yeah. the hopeful expectation of a, uh-huh. the realization of a dream or the end of a journey or a, a you know, celebration of some sort, there's their, their voice amps up a little bit and they go, well, you know, in two months we're doing right. And when people go, huh, I don't really have Mm. a horizon right now. Yeah. There's a sense of hopelessness. Yeah. And like you said, hopefulness informs an attitude of our spirit that's contagious. Mm -hmm. And I think likewise, hopelessness can, can suck the air out of a room. Well, yeah. I mean, just to kind of carry on with your image, I mean, you know, I mean, People talk about the fact that, like, once you get out into sea, like, away from land, you can no longer see land. Like, I mean, it, 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 it's tough unless you know a heading. Right. Like, if you get out there and it's just like, we don't know where we're going and we're just sort of at the mercy of the currents or something like that, there's nothing worse than that. And people feel that way about life. Yeah. I know a lot of people who feel that way about life, you know, and they've set their, their course or their direction on a person or they set their course or direction on a job or they've set their course or direction on a certain level of success and achievement that they want to gain or whatever it might be. Right. And then, and then they either achieve that or they get to a point where they realize they're never going to achieve that. And then, and, and then they're just like, what now what? Right. And, and that is a really, really, really difficult place to be. And, and certainly um, that's one of the, again, one of the, 
reasons why, like in the Christian world, we set our sights on Christ. He is our hope. He is our expectation. Yeah. Right. And we'll we'll talk about next time about how, again, it's it's when when Christians say hope is not a strategy, or like when 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 you've heard that phrase, like for Christians, actually hope is our strategy. Right. Because it's a hope that actually was realized mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. It's not yeah. just again wishful thinking. It's not just like oh, you know, I'm 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 hoping that this actually comes to pass. No, it, something actually took place in human history that gives um, that gives a grounding to our hope, an anchor to our hope. It really it really settles it. It really it really secures us. And in that way, every year around this time, we can come back to that, right? We can come back to yeah. no matter what is happening in our life, no matter what is happening in our world, we always have this sure and certain hope in Jesus Christ that God has done something uh, to to intervene. And so, um, again, preparing for Jesus's arrival. And then, of course, pe- preparing for not just the, the celebration of what took place 2,000 years ago, but also celebrating the fact that Jesus is coming again. Right. right, it's the second advent in that sense. Like yeah. so, in that way, all of life, I say, yeah. right, is to be lived in hope and expectation yeah. for what God is going, you know, to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I've often told people, you know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know when Jesus is coming again, but I do know that every day brings us one day closer. One day closer. And if you can kind of live with that mindset, that every day is bringing me one te- one one day closer to the realization of this hope, to when that hope will be fulfilled, and 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 it'll be fulfilled for all eternity and 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 every tear will be wiped away and every every you know there'll be no more crying there'll be no more suffering there'll be no more pain death itself will be destroyed like all of these things right yeah. that's what we look forward to and we look forward to that in in hope in a secure hope because that is exactly what God showed us that he, he did do in Jesus Christ by raising him from the dead right, right? you know so I mean I think that's a that's a huge that's a huge piece of this is is again taking some time during this season to sit with that reality. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah. It seems like you know, advent calendars. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, well, I was going to ask, do you guys do like an advent calendar where every day you open up the little window and get a piece of chocolate? You know, growing you know, up. Do you do like the rings, them. you know, where you tear the rings right, off? Right. You know, like you do that with the little kids, yeah. right? You know. I, well, I, even the purpose of those, how cool is I mean, they you can buy Lego advent right. calendars yeah, right, now. Right, right. I actually, here comes the mockery, but yes, yes. I, I carved, the mockery really never I carved stopped, out of a way. single piece of walnut. Uh, it's a, it's a <laughs> spiral with 24 holes in it that you have candles. Oh, in right it. on. And there's a little, so at Christmas time, yeah. there's a, um, I have a little figure of a guy on a donkey, mm-hmm. a guy and a woman on a donkey. And then at Easter, it's, uh, cross. Oh, and okay. you kind of move it to. So we do the Lenten season like, what, it, at Easter, they, and then do the with, with the guy on the donkey. Is that like Joseph? Uh, no, it's the guy so leading like a random the donkey, guy. and just yeah, a random guy. It's Joseph leading the donkey. And oh, okay. For some reason, Mary's always gets to ride. Something about being pregnant. Something about remember. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something about that. You but wouldn't make. You wouldn't. You, you wouldn't let Mary ride if you had been Joseph. I. You I could walk would. it off, yeah. babe. Yeah, seriously. Have been you? Come on. Yeah. No, it would have been. No, Sarah, the, Sarah would kill you. But the the yeah. counters themselves yeah. are like this countdown. Yeah, right. And it's it's marking time. Marking time. And like you mm-hmm. said, microcosmically, it's we're just looking at Christmas and this yeah. this child. We're celebrating this child, like you said, that's already come. But on a macro scale, we're living in this Advent for the second coming. And yeah. I 
when I think of Jesus, you talked about last episode how he he continues to be filled with awe and wonder. And if you read if you read Luke two right. and, and and the the birth story in Matthew, there's so many times where the word awe yeah. is used, yeah. where they're filled with awe and yep. and I think when I when I see Jesus marvel in mm. scripture, it's almost like an advent calendar window mm. opening up mm. of him going like we're we're another day closer. And one of the secrets I think of living a hopeful life is, is to recognize in the moment when you get, you know, this little glimpse of heaven of what heaven's going to be mm-hmm. like. And yeah. that's, that's just a, uh, for little kids, you go, Oh, it's, it's, we're getting closer. We're on day 12. We're yeah. halfway there. And I right. think I can just see God going, Hey man, like, you know, so many of us think, well, the, how many times have you heard people say, oh, high school is the best years of your life. And yeah. then you talk to college people and they're like, no, 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 college years are better. And then, Everybody seems to be in their, their best years. When you're 30, you're like, there's no way the 60s mm-hmm. can be your best years. I can't tell you, Sarah and I talk about all the time, like we miss our little babies. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like thrilled to death for grand, for grand babies. And I never would have said that at 20, mm. but I just, the feeling of holding a grandchild that's yeah. been birthed through one of your children, you're like, this is a little glimpse of heaven. Yeah. This is just yeah. a reminder of like, I'll be already, but not yet. Like mm-hmm. a, Jesus has come, but he's coming again. And that, that just fills you with the sense of like, oh, it's, it's not quite realized, but it's, it's like taking this road trip of going, I cannot wait to get home. Well, and I think, again, that's marking that time is really critical. Like it, for those folks who didn't grow up maybe with Advent or didn't grow up like celebrating those kinds of things, like this is why the early church did it. Again, it was an attempt to try and pe- draw people's attention to like almost like a countdown. Right. And, and, and to understand that this is supposed to be like microcosmic to your whole life. Yeah. Like we're going to take this time and we're just, we're just going to count down 40 days essentially, you know, cause Advent is a penitential season in the mm-hmm. life of the church, just like Lent is in that sense. Right. It's a time of preparation, a time to get ready. Right. So we're going to take these 40 days and we're going to, we're going to count down to Christmas. And, and the, and the goal there is not just to sort of do that and then put it away for another year and then come back to it. But no, all of life should be a countdown. Yeah. Every day should be like, again, another day closer. It's almost like every day we should be opening the window up, you yeah. know, on our advent calendar or whatever. You need, you need to take that carving you did and add, you know, <laughs> you know, hundreds of, of more slots, yeah. right? In yeah. that sense, right. right? You know, and, and, and have the guy on the donkey, Joseph, yeah. uh, keep, keep going, keep right? Going. You know, on, on some level. I mean, it's like, it's that, that's why we do it. You know, and that's why churches have come up with things like Advent calendars or Advent wreaths, right? Every Sunday you might go into some churches and they light a special candle, right? Mm-hmm. And it's another week in Advent. And we're, we're recognizing that this week we're focusing on hope or peace or joy or whatever it might be, right? But isn't that It's true? a way the of human, marking time, right? That human condition, like prisoners. Yes. Like the classic prisoners is making hash marks. Oh, yeah, right. Totally. The yeah. Wall. Right, and you right. ask a woman who's pregnant yep. and she doesn't tell you... Uh, She'll usually say I'm in, in this, this number of weeks. Right. She'll say like, I'm, I'm, I'm 23 weeks along. Oh, or something and they like know that. exactly because right. they're counting. <laughs> yeah. They're counting know? to I number mean, 40 so or whatever. Yeah. On some level to meet this new child. Yeah. And be excited. And of course. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And you ask right. parents whose kids are, yeah. you know, going to go off to college. Like, Oh, when does he or right. she, Oh, we've got three more weeks with them. That's right. That's we right. are a people who mark time to mm-hmm. events. And in one sense, because of, because we want to live in the hope of yeah. the here and now, I think. Yeah. And I, I think other things that people do during times of Advent, right, is, you know, historically, again, if you look back throughout history, it's these are typically, again, penitential times. So they tend to be more focused on 
you know, self-denial, mm-hmm. right? Um, penitence is just repentance. It's just, that's just a word that means repentance. It means like, hey, we're going to really attend to our souls and we're going to focus on what, what kind of preparation our souls need. And so it was accompanied by like fasting and extended times right. of prayer and Bible study and worship and these kinds of things, right? Um, in, in maybe more recent years for, for churches that celebrate Advent, they, they are focused less on what we give up, especially as we head into Christmas, less on what we give up and more on how, how do we make this season more about things like generosity, mm-hmm. more about um, giving away joy and giving away these, these, you know, these kinds of things. Let's make it a joyful season. How do we add in whether it's parties or it's people that we're hanging out with and we spend time uh, really engaging in joyful activities, things that make us happy, things that make us excited, right. you know, things that, uh, you know, that we can celebrate, right? Um, I know one of the traditions here at Pepsi is, you know, kind of grown up over the last couple of years, we've had a couple of families who've just sort of taken the ball and run with it and said, okay, we're going to like spearhead this. And they, they just gather everybody at a local restaurant uh-huh. One evening, uh, the women go out one night and the men go out the other night and everybody's invited and just come and have a drink and and just be together. Yeah. And it's a joyful time. I mean, people love it. And Unless every eggnog. <laughs> Unless the, I don't know that anybody orders eggnog, Robbie. Can you at a restaurant? I don't I don't know. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. You uh-huh. don't have to order eggnog. You can come and order whatever you want. Thank man. you, Jesus. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there you go, right? That brings you joy. And yeah. the wise men brought yes. gold, frankincense, nog, yes. and myrrh. Not nog. That's right. Um, but yeah, they just go, I mean, it's things like that. Christmas parties, right, yeah. that we go to that we don't attend the rest of the year. But for some reason... Even for the non-Christian, like they go to like Christmas parties, right? I mean, like that's a thing, right? And why is it? It's because we all have this desire in our hearts for joy. We have all these desire in our hearts to be, again, together and and those kinds of things. And so a lot of, again, churches that celebrate Advent have really focused more on like, what are we adding into this season that we don't necessarily add the rest of the year? That, again, brings us a sense of joy, a sense of peace, a sense of hope mm-hmm. um, as we get together and we, and we prepare ourselves for uh, the coming of uh, the Christ child. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty powerful thing when you think about it, because human beings are, we are creatures of habit. We are. So we are shaped and formed by the practices that we choose to engage in or the practices we don't choose to engage in. Mm-hmm. We're shaped and formed by those things. And so... Um, in that way, you know, as you think about like the liturgies to use that, you know, sort of old word, fancy, um, word. fancy word for the work of the people, but it's, you know, it's what they call like the order of services that we use on a Sunday morning, for instance, stuff like that. But all of life has a liturgy to it. Right. You wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. That's like liturgical in that sense. Like mm-hmm. it's a rhythm, it's a practice, it's a habit that you engage in. You take a shower, you get dressed, you drive to work. You have your commute, you listen to whatever it is you listen to on your commute, you do your thing at work, you come home, you know, you have a meal, um, you, you spend time at night doing whatever it is you do night, and then you go to bed, and, and whatever that day-to-day looks like for you, for anybody, is a liturgy, and that liturgy is shaping and forming you into something. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, what kinds of practices are you allowing into that day? What kinds of practices right. are you intentionally engaging in that day? And how, how are you doing those things day after day to be shaped and formed after the image of Christ? And in that way, the church for 2,000 years has been onto something because they recognize this about human beings. And so they've created seasons like Advent and said, okay, when you're in this season, this 40 days, do these things. Yep. Because these things will get you ready for 
the birth of Jesus Christ. They'll get you ready to really celebrate the birth of Jesus in all of its fullness. And it could be anything from, yeah, handmaking ornaments for those that you love to gathering at parties with those that you love to, you know, going and serving those mm-hmm. who don't have, yeah. you know, maybe families or those who, who are going to be lonely this season, or it's delivering gifts or it's, you know, eating good food together or it's worshiping and whatever it might be, right? There are certain practices that we engage in this time of year that, again, we just don't engage in the rest of the year. And as we do those things, we are being shaped and formed in the image of Christ. And we are, we are, we are either experiencing hope or we're not. Yeah. Maybe we're experiencing hopelessness because we're not engaged in those things. I think that is, that's a good point. That's, it's an anecdote to yeah. hopelessness. Antidote. What did I say? Anecdote. Oh. Something different. Right. Anecdote is like a story. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's an antidote. An antidote is what you take. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's like a Tylenol. <laughs> For uh, I can't believe the English guy doesn't <laughs> sorry. know the difference. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it. It's yeah, like an anecdote. Know, an anecdotal yeah. uh, illustration or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, An antidote to hopelessness. An antidote, yes. Uh-huh. Is, is what you're saying. It's, it's getting out there and getting yes. beyond ourselves. There is something that comes from this time of year. You know, like the old songs talk about tidings of comfort and joy, yeah, Christmas right, cheer and right, these sorts right, of right. things. And it's the easy button is to, I mean sit around it's it's the whole charles dickens right christmas story right, right. and Scrooge why does has that... lost that and when he first goes back in time he sees this he used to party that's right. at fezziwig's place that's and right he's just kind of like yeah that it it's sort of this grace-driven effort required and in serving others or getting out mm-hmm. there with others and and engaging in the practices of hope the hopelessness tends to Right. Decrease. And, and what does Scrooge do, right? To, as the antidote to his hopelessness, right? And to the loneliness and to all of the, all of the anxiety and, and fear he was experiencing. What does he do? He goes and he buys like the biggest turkey and right, he goes to right. the party and he spends time and he's generous and he's engaging hey, in all of tiny these, Tim. he's engaging <laughs> in all these practices, right? And what does that do for him? It not only gives hope to those around him, but what does it do for him? It brings hope to him, right? Right, and that's why the 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 you know that that story continues to resonate mm-hmm. year after. That's that's why people literally will go see that story every single year. That's right. Like they'll go to the live play, or they'll. I remember the last time we saw that live, we were up and actually living up in, in in Wisconsin, and we went up to Milwaukee to the Pabst Theater, which wow. is the Pabst family, you know, the beer family or whatever. It was a a theater that they had built in Milwaukee. That um that was modeled after the old European theaters. I mean, it is huh. magnificent. It's it's like so beautiful, and just that ancient sort of yeah. style of architecture, just really really cool. And uh, we saw a Christmas Carol, right? And it was amazing. We had a friend who was in it, and it was just awesome to watch. And here you are in this sort of like old school, old style theater, like watching this thing and. And that was a really cool experience. And again, people do that year after year after year after year after year. This is our thing. Every year we go see the Christmas Carol, or every year we go do this, or every year we go do that. Every year we go down to the, you know, to the botanical gardens and we see the lights, or every year we go, you know, whatever it might be. And why do they do those things? They do those things because those are the things that bring them joy. Those are the things that bring them hope during this season. Those are the reminders, and and those practices are are just incredibly important. Yeah. And, um, and again, for those who don't have those kinds of practices, it can be a really tough season. I have a question yeah. that I don't know the answer to. Okay. You ready for this? I am. So I've always wondered, I know Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. Victorian England writes the story of a guy who's, who's forgotten who he was. Yeah. And in the Bible, 
you've got this guy named Samuel who picks yep. up these rocks and names them Ebenezer stones. Right, right, right. right. As markers of their past. Yeah. So that Did Samuel name is, those stones after Dickens Scrooge? That no, I think it's the opposite. Oh, got you. Do you got think you. that Charles Dickens no names idea. him Ebenezer know. Scrooge because of the biblical rock Maybe. of remembering how far the Lord's brought okay. to you that Ebenezer Scrooge has forgotten? Yeah. Who he was, and and, and, and by the way, like it's that. not like it's not like you know Samuel like picks up a rock is like this one's Ebenezer, right? No, he's no, saying it's like, like you're marking Ebenezer. I mean, it's like this Hebrew word or something yeah. like that, right? That means remembrance. Or something but I've like always that, wondered yeah. if Charles Dickens yeah. named his character yeah. after that because he's forgotten who he was. I, you know what? That could very well be. I don't know, and don't especially either. like Charles Dickens, Victorian England or whatever, like like that is a very Christianized time, right. like those were the who categories knows? they thought in. So who knows? But um, I was thinking maybe you were thinking that Samuel named it after Not Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> this one's Ebenezer. That's I don't, yeah, Israel. I don't think so. There's Boom. twelve of them. There will and... come a day when a man named Charles Dickens will write a story. <laughs> I don't think. That's... And then you will understand why no, I named this that's... rock Ebenezer. No, I don't think that's that's that. saith first Doug. Yeah. <laughs> well, Robbie, I really hope that um, our listeners. Take some time if they if they haven't already, and really think about that again. That time for us in America, it's that time between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the Advent season. That's not sort of technically the, that time, but it's it, that's often the time that we think about when we think about Advent, and and really think about how am I going to use these four or five weeks, depending on how the calendar falls. Yeah. How am I going to use these four or five weeks to really prepare myself uh, to celebrate? Um, the coming of the Christ child yeah. on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And, um, and, and, and I think, um, I think again, I, I know for us in our family, we have, we have always benefited from thinking that through. Yep. You know, year us after too. year after year. What are the practices we can engage in? And then, like I said, one of the, 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 real, the real goals and the real challenges for us is now, and then how do we carry those practices into the coming year? Mm-hmm. So it's not just something we do at Christmas time, right. but it's something we do throughout all of life. Well, thanks as always to Jake and to Billy, our guys uh, behind uh, the, the board making us sound good. And, and uh, we ask that you would just keep listening as we dive deeper into what it means to follow Jesus in the weeks ahead. We'd love your comments, love your reviews on whatever platform you choose to listen to your podcast. Subscribe to stay tuned as we release more episodes in the weeks ahead. We'll talk to you next time.